This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history. From memes to movements, see how this powerful online community shapes culture and society. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Last year, over 20,000 people joined the Body Electric study to change their sedentary, screen-filled lives. And guess what? We saw amazing effects. Now you can try NPR's Body Electric Challenge yourself. Listen to updated and new episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Ann Powers. Hey, Ann. Hey, Robin. So much great music out today. And it is New Music Friday, and we're doing a rundown of the best albums out now on November 19th, including new ones from Snoop Dogg, Robert Plant, and Alison Krauss, and a whole bunch more. But we start with one of the biggest releases of the year from Adele. The album is called 30. I ain't got too much time to spend. This is Adele. Her long-awaited album is called 30. The song we're hearing from it is Oh My God. And and I'll just come out and say it. You and I were talking before the show, and I think we're in agreement that this is the best album that Adele's ever done. I really feel that, Rob, and I'm uh, curious to see how the world receives it. Adele takes some chances on this record, doesn't she? I mean, new sounds, new producers. She worked with Inflow, the producer best known for really being one of the spirits behind the Salt Collective in England on some of these tracks, as well as with old old friends like Greg Kirsten and Max Martin. And I think that work with Inflow has just opened her up to a way of being that feels very authentic, but also just more musically intelligent than ever before. Well, I kept waiting for uh, a rumor has it moment, you know, or even um, hello, And they never really come. She does get a little bigger in a few places. But overall, I thought the record, a lot of it anyway, has a whole lot more in common with Motown and girl groups than, you know, her previous couple of records. We heard a little bit of the song, Oh My God. I want to play another cut. This one's called Cry Your Heart Out. Well, 
Well, Robin, that is definitely a song that invokes the girl groups and uh, invokes Aretha Franklin. Sometimes mm. this record makes me think of that period in Aretha Franklin's career um, after she had gone through a divorce and started getting really adventurous with records like Young, Gifted, and Black and the Sparkle soundtrack. I, f- I feel like Adele is just tuned into her own possibilities And we all know, because uh, she talked about it with Oprah, (laughs) that (laughs) this is Adele's divorce album. But to me, the real subject is the musical spirit of this record. It's wrong to say that this is Adele's Lemonade. It's totally wrong. And I didn't just say that. (laughs) But (laughs) but it it is, in a way her move to rise to the challenge of of that album, which uh, she famously beat out for a Grammy and said Beyonce should have won that Grammy. And now she's made a record, I think, that's very influenced by the adventurous spirit of Beyonce. As you say, it's a quote-unquote divorce record, but one of the reasons it's not a a burn-it-all-down album, you know, big and loud and angry or whatever, is, is Adele says that she wrote it in part for her son Angelo to listen to at some point in the future, and she actually includes on the record recordings of her talking to him. Mommy's been having a lot of big feelings recently. Yeah, it really gets personal in moments like that. And I want to say for those who are craving the big ballads, who have their Kleenex ready, I mean, those moments are there. She, right. you know, she has some beautiful, contemplative, healing songs. Yeah. <laughs> On this record, she has, a, you know, she has the line, may time be patient make pain be gracious. I just think that's beautiful. She's always really good at those sort of like greeting card, but they're not greeting cards. They're somewhere between like greeting cards and and biblical proverbs. (laughs) She's great with those lines and those are here. But for me, she's just maturing as a musician so beautifully. And her voice has never sounded this good. Yeah, I agree. Adele, her new incredible record is called 30. And you'll be back shortly to talk about the new one from Robert Plant and Alison Krauss that's out today. But first, I want to go to the latest from Snoop Dogg, out now on November 19th. It's called The Algorithm. Money taller than the trees in Yosemite. Got my 40 on me, that's my mini me. Damn near anything I want, I can afford it. Listen. Never hustle backwards, always forward. Progression. I can multitask, always on the grind. I can walk and chew gun at the same time. I ain't on hiatus, I ain't missing an action. I'm the center of attention, bitch, the main attraction. When I enter the turf, when I pull up, people gather around me like an ice cream truck. People always ask me what I do for a live. I wear many hats, I'm something like Liz. The new album from Snoop Dogg is called The Algorithm, and this song is Big Subwoofer. WXPN's John Morrison here to talk about this one and one other record out today that we're loving. Hey, John. Hey, what's up, Robin? This is a pretty massive release for Snoop Dogg. 25 tracks. It is absolutely packed to the gills with features. And it's kind of part solo album, part compilation album. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Snoop is an institution at this point. Yeah. You know what I mean? And 
he recently took on an executive role at Def Jam, which is probably the most storied label in hip hop history. And the algorithm to me is really like a celebration of him walking into that role. You know, the album features a lot of young artists that he's been working with and aligned with, uh, like Benny the Butcher from uh, Griselda, the singer Nefertini Avani, you know, and he kind of aligns these younger artists with veteran artists like Redman and Method Man are on here. Mary J. Blige, it's all kind of folks. And the sound really ranges from, you know, R&B to hip hop. You got up-tempo tunes, laid-back tunes, uh, but the whole thing feels like a big party. Yeah, to give you an idea of some of that range, we, we played Big Subwoofer that has Snoop Dogg on it, and uh, along with Mount Westmore and Ice Cube and E-40 and Too Short. I want to play another cut from the record. This one's called Anxiety from Malaya. This is the Def Jam West World Premiere. It's interesting because this record has a lot of music. There's a wide range of sounds on this record. And Snoop himself, he occasionally, you know, gets on the mic. There's songs like Go to War, Get My Money, where he he steps up to the mic and and takes center stage. You know, we know we know him and we love him as an artist and an MC. And it's cool to see that he hasn't lost a step, you know, style wise or or with his flow and you know, the wittiness of his lines and and all of that stuff is still there. But I think the most important thing that I took away from the algorithm is that this record, it really highlights Snoop's ear as a curator. He presents this record as sort of a concept album where you're riding around in a car with him and he's kind of playing tunes for you. I mean, you literally hear along the way, along this record, you hear the turn-by-turn directions. Mm-hmm. And and it's like he's just sitting in the car with you playing a mixtape for you. And you talk about how witty the album is. At the end of the record, you've arrived at your destination. And he thanks everyone for coming along for the ride. Says, we've got some nice gift bags for you to grab on your way out. Yeah, yeah. It all, it all ties together thematically, sonically, and all of that. It does play out like a mixtape or... or like a radio station that you just rock out to. It, it was a dope surprise hearing all of this. The Algorithm is the album from Snoop Dogg. All right, up next in our sprint through the best albums out now on November 19th is one from the jazz artist Micaiah McCraven. It's called Deciphering the Message.
This is Micaiah McCraven. His new album is Deciphering the Message. The track we're hearing from is the closing cut, Black Rhythm Happening. And Ayana Contreras, DJ and host for WBEC and Radio Vocalo, back to talk about this one. Hey, Ayana. Hey, how are you doing, Robin? All right. Makai McCraven is a, a drummer and a producer. He's really one of the, I think, one of the greatest beat makers working right now. What's he doing on this uh, new album? It's an interesting combination of things that he does often with his work, that he will take some pre-existing or pre-recorded material you know, chop it and make it into a beat to his liking, but then also augment it with additional recording. So in this case, the bass material is material from the Blue Note Vault, like classic recordings from primarily the 50s and 60s. Yeah, I read that he likes to reflip sounds, you know, and then flip them again and flip them again and keep finding what he calls the fifth or sixth dimension out of the music, which I think is really cool. Yeah, it's an interesting experience. I think his breakthrough recording in the moment, which was recorded primarily at a club here in Chicago, I was there for a couple of those sessions and sort of remembering what those sessions were like versus what the final product was like. Definitely there was some evolution going on. Yeah, I bet. And he does it so seamlessly. Everything sort of feels like it was always meant to sound this way, yeah? I think that's right. I think it's a very sensitive treatment of these songs. The augmenting isn't trying to rip it out of an era and place it into another one. It's just trying to iterate it very slowly and intentionally. You mentioned how these are some classic Blue Note recordings from the 50s and 60s. He does something on, on this record that I think is really interesting. He uses this recurring sample of Pee Wee Marquette, who was the master of ceremonies back in the 50s and 60s for the Birdland Jazz Club. And he has the sample of Pee Wee Marquette addressing the audience throughout the record. Ladies and gentlemen, as you know, we have something special down here at Birdland this evening. A recording for Blue Note Records. When you applaud for the different passages, your hands go right over the record there. So when they play them over and over... Throughout the country, you may be someplace and uh, say, well, that's my hand on one of those records that I dug down at Birdland. And it has this really interesting effect, which, which makes it feel like you're stepping back in time while the music is so very future-facing. Yeah. You know, what's interesting, I, I actually talked to Micaiah a couple of months back, and one of the things he was talking about was he was so happy to be performing again, that that element of being in spaces with people collectively was so important. And I think maybe in his own small way, as he was working on this, when we were all still locked down, he was trying to pay homage to those moments that meant so much to him. Yeah, I've heard that on so many records this year where artists have brought in crowd noise, uh, you know, even like stadium arena type noise of audiences cheering and clapping. And it's so obvious that they're trying to reconnect with that, that whole experience. Micaiah McCraven is the artist. His new record is called Deciphering the Message. And Ayana, let's do one more before I let you go. It's from another Chicago artist, Ben Lamar Gay. His new album is called Open Arms to Open Us.
This has been Lamar Gay. His new record, Open Arms to Open Us. This cut we're hearing from it is Aunt Lola and the Quail. And Ayana, one thing that I noticed pretty early on when I was listening to this really remarkable record is um, this guy's a really big thinker. I mean, he yeah. is he's clearly profoundly curious about the world around him, and he's just bursting with all of these, just these very deep ideas and feelings. Right. But I think that he would sort of, I don't want to say bristle at the thought of being thought of as being somebody who's just making these highfalutin concepts, Mm. because he also thinks of himself as a folk musician and a blues musician of a traditional order in a lot of the ways that he's expressing music. But yes, I think you're absolutely right. He's a huge thinker and has this amazing well of influences that he's constantly pulling out of his bag of tricks. Yeah. He wrote this prologue with the record that I cannot believe all the things he was inspired by, like thermodynamics and the ways that our energy can linger in a place long after we're gone. Mm -hmm. You know, he talks about the weight of mortality, but... One of the things that really stood out to me is how important it is for him to find a a kind of magic in the world, especially when everything is sort of falling apart. Yeah. No, that's the thing about him. I mean, I I know Ben. I've spoken to him, interviewed him on a couple of different occasions as well. And I think he is definitely a person who really sticks, likes to think about the magical, think about the sort of um, supernatural planes and sort of how we are connected intergenerationally with um, our ancestors before us and folks who haven't been created yet. Really takes you on this journey and uh, that is... That is strange, but I think it is magical. I think he finds that magic that he says he's always searching for. Ben Lamarguet is the artist. His new record, Open Arms to Open Us. Thanks so much, Ayana. Thanks, Robin. We've got one more album that we want to play for this week's show, including the new one from Robert Plant and Alison Krauss. But first, we need to take a short break. This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, A People's History, from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Directed by Prentice Penny, executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter, A People's History, tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, A People's History, is now streaming on Hulu. Support for NPR and the following message come from the American Cancer Society. Dr. Alpa Patel leads a team that researches cancer risk factors, and she shares how her team makes an impact. We always do what we like to think of as actionable science. So the work that we do makes its way to things like nutrition and physical activity guidelines for cancer.org, where millions of people come each year to learn about how they can better prevent cancer. To learn more, go to cancer.org. Support for NPR and the following message come from Proven Winners Color Choice Shrubs. Their flowering shrubs and evergreens are trialed and tested by expert horticulturists for 8 to 10 years to ensure a beautiful, high-performance display in your landscape or garden. And because the team at Proven Winners Color Choice Shrubs is passionate about gardening, they've put together resources to help you get started with garden projects big and small. For example, did you know that hydrangea flower buds form on branches the year before they bloom? 
With guides like Hydrangeas Demystified, you can learn from the experts and get your questions answered on hydrangea pruning, watering, reblooming, and more. Proven Winners Color Choice Shrubs are available in the distinctive white containers at garden centers nationwide, including over 50 varieties of hydrangeas. Learn more at provenwinnerscolorchoice.com NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Progressive, and it's Name Your Price Tool. Say how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show coverage options within your budget. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. We're doing a quick rundown of the best albums out now on November 19th. We start the second half of the show off with Robert Plant and Alison Krauss. Their new one together is called Raise the Roof. Drawing water from the well Spilling over on the grass Walking home my heart They sound so good together. Robert Plant and Alison Krauss, the new record, Raise the Roof. The song is called Go Your Way. And and this is their first album together since the one they did back in 2007, Raising Sand. That one was so surprising and beautiful and brilliant. And this one really is, too. Fifteen years later, it's just as surprising and brilliant. When Raising Sand came out, Robin, it really changed the way that people approached roots music, you know, approached what we mm. call... I guess, Americana, by turning it kind of, I don't know, weird? Is that appropriate to say? (laughs) The critic Mm. Real Marcus has this phrase, the old weird America, which is just all about viewing history and historical music, not as just like corny or traditional, but as alive with spiritual energy and mysteriousness. Mm. And, And that's what Plant and Krauss get to. But there's a lot of thought that goes behind these recordings. And, and Robert Plant and Alison Krauss exchanged possible songs to sing together for all of those 14 years that they weren't working together. And I love how this record goes its way into the world beyond what the last one did. Although, if you like the last one, you'll like this one, too. He obviously gets a very huge lift from her on these songs and her voice. But man, if, if ever there was an old rocker whose voice I would assume would be completely shot by now, it's him. And he has found a way to keep connecting with new music, even now as he's in his 70s. And just, he sounds so good. It's really inspiring. I mean, credit to Alison Krauss. She sounds right. really great on these songs. And she is just, as one of the greatest uh, contemporary bluegrass artists, she 
she's all about harmonizing, you know, she's all about having a voice that connects and melds with other voices while still having its own distinctiveness. But you're totally right about Robert Plant. And and I feel that in the arrangements here, they worked with T-Bone Burnett again on this project, and they brought in an incredible band here at Sound Emporium in Nashville. The arrangements really make these songs while gentle, just massively expansive. Robert Plant and Alison Krauss, Raise the Roof, is their new record together. Thanks so much, Anne. Always a pleasure, Robin. And from Robert Plant and Alison Krauss, let's go to a new one out today from the producer Apollo Brown and the rapper Stolly. It's called Blacklight. Feel like the world on my shoulders and I can't hold it no longer. Even though the pressure is on me, can't let it fuck with my focus. I'm getting closer, running out of breath. In large groups, feeling like I'm by myself. And I got too much pride to ever ask for help. I'm getting closer, running out of breath. Exhausted, thoughts running like a faucet. Chest wheezing, I've been chasing down my conscience. Lately, my thoughts been dark and monstrous. The good and the evil in my head then form the mosh pit. I'm like Atlas with the world on my shoulders. Feeling lonely, a lot of pressure on me. I just hope they don't notice. Masking it for years, trying to appear cool to the public. Act like I don't care, but really fear if they don't love it. And that's just being real, cause for real, I really does it. Every word in blood, nothing in vain, that's on my mother. I soul searched, found myself and pulled the cover. Revealed to the world I'm the one and ain't no other. Sometimes it feels odd when there's no one you can relate to. Like no one understands and everybody just hates you. And you want to run it high cause the loneliness won't escape you. And everything that's different about you is all that made you. Feel like the world on my shoulders. This is Apollo Brown and Stolly. Their album together is called Black Light. The song we're hearing from it is called Breathe. And John, Apollo Brown, a producer, Stolly, a rapper and songwriter, they've worked together before on other projects, but I thought this one was particularly inspired and inspiring. Yeah, absolutely. Apollo Brown, you know, straight out of Detroit, he's really, at this point, I would say, like one of the best producers working right now. He makes these gorgeous sample-based beats, a lot of soul in his music, and Stolly is also probably one of the best at his craft. He's he's definitely one of the dopest MCs out working. And this album, Blacklight, is, is really fantastic to see a great duo, a combination of an MC working with a producer whose music feels tailored to his style. Yeah. They do this interesting thing on the title cut, Blacklight. They, they do a play on the meaning where, you know, a blacklight can reveal things that the visible light can't normally mm-hmm. show. But here they're talking about blacklight as looking at things through the lens of the black experience. And, and kind of like seeing things as they are. They do return back to that metaphor and spin outward on that metaphor throughout the record. And Stolly is, is interesting on this record because listening to it, what immediately struck me was that his words, his his style is economical. He's not doing a whole bunch of like flashy technical stuff as an MC, but his words have so much gravity, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. There's this song on here called No Monsters, where he builds out this metaphor about childhood monsters under the bed and fear, but he also ties it into a story about growing up in the streets, you know, and there's this gorgeous song on here called Lost Angels 
that's all about grief and losing people around you. You know, the music here is introspective, but it's not like navel-gazy. Humility is also a recurring theme on the record. There's a song called Humble Winds where he talks about well, it's, it's actually kind of funny because at the top of the track, he's talking about how amazing he is and how he's the greatest. <laughs> and you know, yeah, yeah. But it's so sarcastic, right? I mean, he's really taking a jab at all the, the rappers who do think they're awesome and, and endlessly brag about it. But, you know, he, he says there's nothing wrong with a quiet victory. Yeah. Apollo Brown and Stolle, their record together is called Black Light. Thanks so much, John. Thank you, Robin. We've got one more album that we want to play for this week's show, but there are a few other notable releases out today that I want to flag for you, starting with the band Elbow. The English rock band Elbow has a new one out today called Flying Dream One, Flying Dream One. Sting. Sting has a new album out today. His 15th studio album is called The Bridge. Brian Wilson has a new one out today called At My Piano. It's just him at the piano performing his own work in Beach Boys songs, At My Piano from Brian Wilson. And the Denver doom metal band Chemist released their latest full length today is called Deceiver. Deceiver from Chemist. All that music out now along with this last one that we want to play. It's a compilation album from the electronic duo Cold Cut. It's called At Zero. From the new Cold Cut record, At Zero, this song is called Star Ray, and it's actually Juliana Barwick performing it. Here to talk about this one is NPR Music contributor Christina Lee. Hey, Christina. Hey, Robin. Obviously, we're not hearing Cold Cut here. So what are they doing on this new record, At Zero? What they're doing here is that they've basically put together an all-star roster of ambient artists, old and new. And it's in some ways a full circle moment. If you go back to like 1993, they had, well, technically it was called an irresistible force, full chill mix of their own song, Autumn Leaves. And that was by uh, a producer by Mixmaster Morse. And this was coming around the time when we were, we were getting to know chill out as a subgenre. And so in a way they're revisiting that period in their career, one that wasn't really as celebrated at the time, but I think now with our, I guess, renewed appreciation for ambient and new age music feels very timely now. I wasn't aware of that recording that you're talking about because when I think of Cold Cut, I think of, you know, dance grooves, groove-powered songs, hip-hop and, and dance music, and this is so not that, this whole record. 
No, exactly, exactly. So, I mean, some of the artists who are featured on this compilation are new artists like Juliana Barwick, but there's also some legacy artists on here. So they've commissioned a couple of recordings from Ryuchi Sakamoto, Laraji, and just to be clear that there is a lot of it, for sure. The compilation times out at around like four hours and that includes an hour-long mix where cold cut teams up once again with Mixmaster more so i think for fans this should definitely be like a full circle moment for sure the new compilation from cold cut is called at zero thanks so much christina thanks for having me and that'll do it for this week's new music friday a reminder that you can hear full versions of the songs we played and more in our expanded new music friday playlist just search for it in apple music spotify or on our website at npr.org all songs and if you'd like to stay in touch and keep up with the latest tiny desks new music special features and more sign up for our weekly newsletter at npr.org music newsletter and for npr music and all songs considered i'm robin hilton i hope you have a great weekend Be well and treat yourself to lots of music. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Dignity Memorial. When your celebration of life is prepaid today, your family is protected tomorrow. Planning ahead is truly one of the best gifts you can give your family. For additional information, visit DignityMemorial.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor Viore, a new perspective on performance apparel. Clothing designed with premium fabrics, built to move in, styled for life. For 20% off your first purchase, go to Viore.com NPR. All that sitting and swiping, your body is adapting to your technology. Learn how and what you can do about it. I really felt like the cloud in my brain kind of dissipated. Once I started realizing what a difference these little bricks were making, there's no turning back for me. Take NPR's Body Electric Challenge. Listen to the series wherever you get your podcasts.